0: The first lesson for this uh, Christmas Eve service is found recorded in the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah chapter 9, beginning at the second verse. This is the prophecy of the Savior, who, how he would be born and who he would be as proclaimed 700 years before his birth. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. For those living in the land of the shadow of death, the light has dawned. You have multiplied the nations. You have increased its joy. They worship before you like the joy at harvest time, like the celebration when people divided the plunder. For you have shattered the yoke that burdened them. You have broken the bar on their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor, as you did in the day of Midian. Every boot that marches in battle and and the garments rolled in blood will be burned. There will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The authority to rule will rest on his shoulders, and he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no limit to his authority and no end to the peace he brings. He will rule on David's throne and over his kingdom to establish Amen. it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from now on into eternity. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in St. Paul's letter to Titus chapter 2, beginning at the 11th verse. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. It trains us to reject ungodliness and worldly lusts and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, that is, the glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people who are his own chosen people, eager to do good works. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, beginning at the 39th verse. We will hear how Mary spoke and what she had to say, about the child who was in her womb, whom she gave birth to on that first Christmas. In those days, Mary got up and hurried to the hill country, to a town of Judah. She entered the home of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. Just as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She called out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? In fact, just now, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed, because the promise spoken to her from the Lord will be fulfilled. Then Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble state of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, because the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. He has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. But the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel remembering his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and his offspring forever. This is the gospel. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, and we will consider verse 32. Indeed, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also graciously give us all things along with him? This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, who is the babe of Bethlehem, I was just recently told about a story that is a true story It was a custom, before I was ever at the seminary, for seminary professors to actually speak about their fondest Christmas memories of the past. And one of the most renowned professors, who is now with the Lord in heaven, was a professor of the Greek study, and was considered one of the great Greek scholars during that time, and I would say even today. His name was Professor Siebert Becker. I never had the privilege to be at his feet, but I always envied those who who did, especially the books he would put out. They were always so evangelical and filled with such good news of the gospel. Well, anyway, he was telling um, his students about his fondest memory of Christmas, And he said, without a doubt, it has to be celebrating the first Christmas with his newborn son. And he couldn't wait, he and his wife, to have that first Christmas holding their child in their arms. So when that morning came, he went into his room to grab his son and found that his son had died during the night probably from sins, And yet he considered this his fondest memory of Christmas. Because he said to the class that what is important is to remember that the very, the very God Almighty himself gave his Son for us all. Or as the Apostle Paul put it, he actually gave up his son for us all. He did not spare him. He gave up his son who left the glories of heaven where there is no sin and came to a sinful world that even rejected him. By nature as sinful human beings, we are enemies of God. And yet the very son of God was sent, the one and only son, to come and Give us what we so badly need. Gave us what we definitely don't deserve. He lived that perfect life. He gave that perfect life on the cross as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. For this we cannot thank him enough. And then he rose from the dead making sure that he told his disciples even before his death that because I live, you too shall live. And this is why this became a fondest memory. Because if all Christmas is, is simply getting together, exchanging presents, and simply being with family and friends, then yes, you can turn Christmas into a horror. But knowing that that very child was saved by his Savior, That very child was baptized and all the blessings of the cross of Christ and his resurrection are given um, to that child with water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. His first Christmas, this child was actually spent in heaven. And therefore he could say, this is my fondest memory. Because that child beat us home. Because of the babe of Bethlehem, our Savior. But Paul doesn't stop there. You would think that would be plenty right there. No, he goes on to say the very one who did not spare his son, will he not give you all things? Remember Jesus even put it in a very similar way when he started speaking about clothing and what you eat and drink. Remember, he said seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. That what is important is, is not food and clothing and drink, but what is the most important is your relationship with the Lord. What's most important is his kingdom where he rules in your heart by his only word. What is most important is his righteousness as we live, oh, giving glory to our Lord who loved us first. And saved us all. But also keep in mind. That when he says. That he did not spare his son. That's an argument from the greater to the lesser. So if God will do this great thing. And that's an absolute truth. Then he'll do this lesser thing. Which is also an absolute truth. He will give you all things. And don't overlook the blessings of not just the material items. Look at the blessing of faith itself. The very God who won for you salvation is the very God who will live within your hearts, that Holy Spirit, always testifying of Christ through that gospel, that good news of Jesus. And he will work in your heart, calling you to faith, so that that salvation is yours eternally. So when it comes to celebrating Christmas, we're celebrating giving God all the credit and rejoicing what God has done for us. And what he has done for us is eternal. Heaven is our home as well. So give all praise and glory. To your Lord this day and every day. And may your fondest memory not be be some present you open. But your fondest memory be the perfect gift ever. Jesus Christ and eternal life. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.